So as I said, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're here in December and we're, we're preparing, as you can see, you know, the, the, the lights are up and Christmas time is here. And uh, it's such a blessed time, a blessed season for us to just celebrate uh, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's something I know that we do year round, but uh, we get a chance to do that and, and, just, and just thank Him for who He is to us. You know, so it's, it's December and it's, uh, we're, we're coming up to a time of gifts, Right? gift giving, uh, receiving of gifts, and, and that's, that's something that we do uh, this season and this month and uh, something that we'll celebrate. But when we think about gifts, we have to give God the glory because how many know that God is the, the original gift giver? Can you say amen? God is the gift giver. He's the one that gave first. That's why we're, we're here tonight, uh, because he called us first. By his grace and his mercy, he drew us into himself. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. While the Lord and serving God and, and, and trying to live righteously according to God's word, while that was the furthest thing from our mind, God had a plan in place. God was, was working, his Holy Spirit was working to draw us into his kingdom, into his sheepfold. And here we are. Isn't it a blessing to be in the kingdom of God, to be part of the work of God? Isn't it awesome? I mean, we're so blessed, we're so privileged, we, we should never, ever lose sight of that fact that we're so blessed to be in God's presence. And I know that, that we haven't arrived, I know that there's a lot of work left to be done in our lives, we thank God for the Holy Spirit, He's always working in our lives, always changing us, the Word of God is always changing us, and we thank God for what He's doing. But God is the original gift giver this evening. You know, as we look back in the Word of God, all throughout the Word of God, we see Him giving to His people. We see Him saving His people, calling His people. As you look back way into the, the book of Genesis, in the very beginning, He gave. He gave us light. He spoke by the power of His Word, and He said, let there be light, and there was light. And what does the Bible say? He saw it, He said, and it, it was good. The light that He made, it was good. He also said, let us make man in our image. He created Adam. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 4, in the first portion, as, as, he, as I mentioned there, God saw that the light was good. And then he, he created Adam, and he, he breathed life into Adam. And he didn't stop there. He saw that Adam needed a helper, that, that Adam, although... There, there were, uh, the animals were around, and he had his work to do, but he was alone. He needed a helper. God blessed Adam. Created Eve. The Bible says in Genesis 2-2 that he brought her to Adam. We see the first marriage here, how God blessed Adam with, with his wife, with Eve, that, that he brought her, and, and, and another word for, for brought is he introduced her to him. God is a gift giver. God is a blesser. God wants to meet our every need. And, and we think about the very beginning, how he created things way in the beginning. And who else was there in the creation while Jesus was there? Did we hear how he said, let us make man in our image? He said, let us, plural, let us make man in our image. And, and we look here in the word of God. Let's look at John chapter 1. We're going we're gonna to read James here in just a minute. But I wanted to share this scripture in John 1, verse 1 through 5. Because when we think about Jesus, the Bible calls him the Word of God. He is the Word. Je uh, John chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. 
The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. Verse 4, the Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. From the very beginning, Jesus was there, the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. Jesus was there in creation. He was there with His Father and the Holy Spirit. You know, we think about the Word of God, the Bible, the Holy Word, how it's a gift to us. And this month, what we're going to be focusing on in the series for this month is called Gift from Above. And we're blessed because we're going to be looking at the Word of God, at the Bible, at the Holy Scriptures, and how God's Word is such a blessing to our lives, how it blesses us, how it changes us, how it saves us. The Word of God is the true gift from above. So as we springboard and we open up this series, we're going to read James chapter 1, uh, verse 17 and 18. And we're going to pray. I believe that God's going to break chains tonight. I believe that God is going to bring confirmation tonight. I believe that if you're in this place and you have been looking for an answer and you've been seeking an answer for your situation or your struggle or your trial, I believe that God is going to speak to your heart tonight. For those that are also watching online, I believe that God's going to do something powerful and great in your life tonight. Do you believe that? Do you come expecting tonight? I do. God's going to move tonight. James chapter 1 verse 17 the bible says this every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creation would you bow your head with me tonight as we pray and we ask for God's help tonight in this place. Father, we come before you, Lord. We're so grateful tonight for all that you've done, God. Father, we thank you for your blessed work that you're doing in our lives, God. We thank you for the work that you're doing in the world and how you're using our lives, Father God, how you're using this ministry, how you're using our testimonies, Father, for your work, my God. And I pray, Lord, tonight that you would help us. Holy Spirit, that you would have your way that you would bring confirmation tonight, that you would bring revelation through your word, God. Father God, that you would have your way, my God. And I pray for your people, God, that have, that have tuned in tonight, those that are online and those that are here physically, God. I pray, Lord, I lift them up to you, God. Anyone that is burdened, my God, tonight, that you would bring a refreshing, God. Father God, that in faith that we would cast our cares upon you, for your word says that you care for us, my God. And Holy Spirit, that, that we would decrease so that you would increase, God, that you could have your way tonight. We trust in you, Lord, and we expect that tonight, Lord, things are going to change, that the course of events in our lives, God, are going to begin to change. Why? Because we receive your word with gladness, my God. We thank you. We ask in Jesus' name. And every believer proclaims and says, amen. Praise God. Gift from above. Tonight, we're going to look at the word of God, and we're going to look at we're going to spend all this month looking at the Word of God, and tonight we're going to talk about the fact that the Word of God is good. God's Word is good. This is a blessing for us to hear, and as we think about the Word of God, we have to understand that the Word of God is given to us for our benefit, 
for our edification, for our teaching, for our learning. I believe some of you tonight have been praying for breakthrough. That you're at a place in your life and you've been asking God for breakthrough. That you've been asking God to change things in your life. And I believe it's tied into the Word of God this evening. That as we look into God's Word and how important it is in our life and how we have to, to digest the Word of God, how we have to take in the Word of God, I believe that is a key to the breakthrough that we've been believing for. The prayers that we've been asking God for, the, 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 the answers that we've been seeking, it's tied into the Word of God. God's Word is good. It's for our benefit, church. I think the Word of God is sometimes the most overlooked gift that we have around us. I think sometimes we get so busy in this world and in our day-to-day -day life that sometimes we don't read and we don't seek God as much as we should. Am I the only one? Sometimes we forget that the Word of God that's right before us is all that we've been praying for and is what we need. See, if we're not reading His Word, we're missing out on so much. If we're not seeking God in his word, we're missing out on promises, on instruction that he wants to give us, on direction, on the benefits that he wants to bless you with. It's found in the word of God. And church, if we don't give ourselves to studying his word, to learning his word, then we're only shortchanging ourselves. I know we've been praying for, for breakthrough. I know we've been praying for miracles. I know we've been praying for direction. God, when's the answer going to come? God, I need, I need direction in, in my family, or perhaps you're praying for direction with your children, for your unsafe family, or perhaps there at work, you're praying for direction and breakthrough. Perhaps in your marriage, you're believing God for breakthrough, and you've been seeking him. It's found in the word of God tonight for you, for you and I. Praise God. It's right before us, church. And I believe the Holy Spirit tonight is going to just remind us of things and fundamentals that we've known all along. But perhaps we for, have forgotten because we've put it down, for, we've put the Word of God down for too long or we've been too busy. And church, we're getting, I mean, we're always busy, right? But we're getting into a busy season here, right? You think of the holidays, you think of Christmas time. As busy as we get, never, never let us forget how important God's word is to us, how we need to keep this as priority in our lives. According to a survey that was done by BLS, it says that individuals from the age of 15 to 44 years old read for personal interest for an average of just 10 minutes per day. Get that? Just 10 minutes per day, but when... They looked at the average of consumption of watching TV. That's compared to 2.8 hours every day. Ten minutes of reading compared to 2.8 hours of media consumption of television every day. And I don't think we should be too surprised when sometimes we feel that maybe we're drifting or we feel that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm seeking God. I want to be closer to God. When we look at statistics like this and we look at the amount of media consumption or perhaps our social media feed and how we're, we're, we're constantly 
taking in what the news is saying and what, what opinions are out there or who's posting this or that or who's posting what. When we compare it to the amount of time that we read God's word, is something imbalanced in our lives. And we wonder why we're frustrated. We wonder why we're having issues with faith and believing God for miracles. Why we're struggling in certain areas. What are you taking in? What am I taking in? What am I watching? What am I, what am I spending my time doing throughout the day? Because many would say that, oh, I just don't have enough time to read. But we're all given the same amount of time each day. But the question is, how do we use it, church? How do we use it? How do we spend our time? What are we doing? Before work, before school, during school, during work, after work, what are we doing? The truth is, is we have a lot that is going on in our lives. We have families that we have to attend to. We have our responsibilities that God's called us to be responsible for. But there is time that we could find to seek God. There is time that we can make. If we would just become wise stewards and managers with our time, we will be able to reap the blessings and benefits of understanding how good God's word is, and we will be able to start reading it more and see the change take place in our life if we'll be wise managers. So God's word is good. In an age where there's so much information at our fingertips, it's a blessing to know and remember that God's word is good. God's word is just what you need. God's word is what you've been praying for, what you've been believing for. The answers you've been seeking God for, they're found in the word of God for your life. Those innermost secrets and pains and hurts and desires that you have in your heart, the answers that you've been seeking, it's found in the Word of God for you and I, church. We understand that ingesting the Word of God, we can never go wrong. Taking the Word of God into our hearts, into our spirits, we can never go wrong. By learning the Word of God, we can never go astray. By obeying the Word of God, we'll stay on the straight and narrow path that He's called us to, to walk. By taking in his word, we will always and never be fully fulfilled. Why? Because as you take in God's word, as you get a taste and see how sweet God's word is, how sweet he is, what's going to happen? You're going to want more. You're going to be fulfilled, and then you're going to not be fulfilled because you're going to want more of Jesus. You're going to want more revelation. You're going to want God to move in more areas of your life. You're going to want more change for your life so that you, become, you can become righteous and Christ-like. And taking in the word of God will never be disappointed, church. It'll be the best investment of time that you could ever make in your life. The Bible says in Psalms 119, 105, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. His word gives us direction. I know we've been praying for direction. I know we have a lot of decisions that we're facing in our lives, in our day, the course of our day-to-day -day lives. Perhaps you're at a crossroads with your family or your career or work or, or with different things that you're facing. The Word of God is where your answer lies. The Bible says that His Word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path.
Psalms 19.7, the instructions of the Lord are perfect. They're perfect. In an imperfect world, where there's so many opinions going forth, there are so many different types of news, just turn on the news and what things are you, you hearing? What kind of headlines do you read in your, in your news feed? I know when I read these things, headlines that are bold and right there, they're, they're, they're trying to instill anxiety and fear in my life and in my spirit. And so we wonder why so many people deal with anxiety and fear and worry. Because what are we taking in? What's the first thing you go to in the morning? Is it God's word or is it your phone? If it's your Bible app on your phone, it's okay. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. You've been praying for revival. You've been praying for God to do something new in your life. You've been praying for a refreshing. It's found in the instructions of the Lord and the Word of God. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. You can trust in God's Word. And it's still relative today as it's ever been. It is not outdated. It is not something that is just from the past. It's something that is relevant to our lives today. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. You can trust God's word for your life. His word says to obey him, to follow him. You could trust in that. You'll never be disappointed. His word tells you to give, to trust in him, to, to sow into the, to the kingdom of God. You can trust in that. You will never be disappointed. The word of God tells you to call upon him in your time of need, that he will be there for you. You can take that to the bank. You will never be disappointed. The word of God is faithful. The word of God is true, and it is still relevant today as it's ever been, church. Although there are tough times that you go through, you and I go through in this life, we could trust in the Word of God and never be disappointed. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15 through 17, here Paul is writing these words to Timothy, encouraging him about the truth of the Scriptures and the Word of God. And we could learn so much from this. The Bible says here in verse 15, it says, You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. Listen to this in verse 16. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to do, what is, teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. The Word of God is there to teach you, to instruct you. The Word of God is inspired by God. And yes, it's, it's used to make us realize, realize what's wrong in our lives. See, we all deal with sin. We all deal with hang-ups and issues in our lives and shortcomings and things that we struggle with. And praise God, the Word of God is there to bring those things to light, to show us these things and show us that there's deliverance in Christ that there's power in the Word of God, that there is change there for us in the Word of God. All Scripture is inspired by God. Your breakthrough is found in Scripture, church. God's Word is good. God's Word is what we need. We need to pick it up. We need to spend more time, church. 
And I pray if there's any re uh, a New Year's resolution that you have that reading the Word of God more, taking in the Word of God, memorizing the Word of God more is on top of our list for 2022. God's Word is good. God's Word is also full of promises for our lives, church. I mean, I, I picked just a few here, but there are so many, so many, countless promises for our lives. But that's what they are. They're promises for you. Promises that you could stand on. This world is changing so much. What is popular today, tomorrow, is going to just be a thought that's, that's gone with the wind. It changes day in and day out. Fashion changes. Opinions change. What's quote-unquote right in the eyes of men and women changes in society. Things that are, that are acceptable. That changes. But the Word of God is true. The Word of God is unchanging. What the Word of God says today, you can understand, you can know, and you can believe, will always be true. It'll always be right. It'll always be relevant for your life and my life, church. The Word of God is full of promises. Promises of healing. I believe there are many that, that are in need of healing, that are praying for healing. The Word of God promises you healing. In Psalms 103, verse 2 and 3, Bless the Lord, O my soul, o my soul and forget not all His benefits. I love this scripture. Who forgives all thine iniquities. That's good news tonight, isn't it? He forgives all of your sins. If you would just ask Him, who forgives all of your iniquities and heal, heals all of your diseases. That's your promise. You've been believing God for healing. That's your promise. Stand on this scripture, Psalms 103, verse 2 and 3. He or she that stands on the word of God will never be disappointed. And God will forgive you for your iniquities, for your sins, for your hang-ups, for your trips, whatever you may call them, but sin is sin. God will forgive you if you run to him and ask him who forgives all of your iniquities and heals all of your diseases. There's healing for, for you and I, church, for our loved ones. We could stand in the gap for them. There is also strength, promises of strength in the Word of God. Isaiah 41.10, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. You feel weak in this place? God will strengthen you. You feel that you're, that you're at the end of your rope. God will strengthen you. He will empower you to go forward. He will empower you to hold on to the responsibility, the responsibility that he's entrusted you with. Fathers, you're the priest of your home. God's given you and I such a responsibility. And if we're doing what God's called us to do, it gets tiring sometimes. But God will strengthen you because you're doing it unto him. Mothers in this place, what you're teaching your children, the, 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 role, that you're, that you're play, the role that you take as a wife, as a mother, God's going to strengthen you. You feel weak. You may feel weak. You may feel tired. You may feel like throwing in the towel, but with God's strength, you can go on. He says, I will strengthen you and help you. That's God's promise for your life, for my life. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. 
you know, in the hardest times of my life, and, and I've had my share, and I know you've had your share of difficulties and, and trials in your life, I had nothing else to hold on to but the Word of God. I think of where God's brought me from, the, the promises he's, he's given me. And you, the, you know, the, the most valuable promises that I have, the things in my life, you know, it took time for me to get these things. It, it didn't come overnight. There, was, there were periods of waiting, periods of tests and, 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 and trial in my life, just periods of waiting. How many, how many are with me? Some of you are in a period of waiting right now, and you're, you're believing God for breakthrough. You're believing God for that promise. I encourage you and declare to you that it's coming. And when we're waiting, when we're being patient in faith, when we're standing on God's promises, and we know that it's coming, and we're thanking God for it, in faith we're thanking God for it, but we're still waiting. When that promise comes, oh boy, you're going to value that. You're going to thank God for that each and every day. You're going to guard that, that promise. You're going you're to take care of that blessing that God's given you. Why? Because you've had to wait for it. Don't despise the process of patience in your life, believer. God's working out something great. We get tired of waiting. We're, we're impatient people, especially in this day and age. We, we're, we're used to getting things quick, right? We're used to getting things right now. But God has a perfect plan for patience in our lives. Don't throw in the towel. Your blessing's right around the corner. Your blessing is right around the corner. Hold on to that promise. Hold on to that promise that God's given you. I've had to hold on to his promises, and it's made all the difference in my life. God promises us peace. Isaiah 26.3, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. In the craziness of life, the craziness of the situation, perhaps it, it's family-related or perhaps it's related to your job or work or your career or, or, or a different situation, but whatever it is, God says, God's promise for you and I is that he will keep you in perfect peace. Why? Because you trust in him. Keep your thoughts fixed on him. When things start to go crazy, when your life's feeling that, that you're getting rattled and you're not sure which way is up or down, just keep your thoughts fixed on Christ. Each and every day, make a new decision, a new dedication. And Lord, today, I'm going to keep my thoughts fixed on you. I may feel this way. I may feel that way. It doesn't matter how I feel, Lord. In faith, I'm going to keep my thoughts fixed on you. And as we do that, church, we'll be able to stand. Because we don't walk, we don't walk by feelings, right? We walk by faith, not by sight. We don't look at the situations around us. We don't gauge what God's doing always by how situations look. It's by our faith. You're praying about that thing. And sometimes it looks like it's getting worse. It's getting worse. You're praying harder and harder. It looks like things are getting worse, that things are going the opposite direction. But don't worry. Trust in him. Believe in him and his word, and he's going to bring it to pass. He will give you peace. He will give you and I their promises for victory and keeping in Deuteronomy 31.8. Don't be afraid or discouraged. The Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will never fail you nor abandon you. Man, 
Church, if we could just remember this scripture, and we're going to talk in a moment about memorizing scripture, but if you want to memorize scriptures, anyone, any scripture that we memorize and we commit to our heart and our minds is going to bless us. But this is a good scripture right here for your morning time. Deuteronomy 31a, don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. I don't know about you, but there have been those times where there's, there's been those situations in my life, and I, I didn't even want to get out of bed because I knew I had to face this situation. Perhaps it's work-related. Perhaps it deals with your family. Perhaps it's a health issue, a relationship issue, whatever it may be. We can get up. We can wake up in the morning. We can thank God for our day. Why? Because in faith, we know that he's going to do something powerful. Right? We may not feel it. We may not see it, but we, but we understand in faith that he is going to work it out. The Bible says he will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Have we forgotten about all the stories in the Old Testament where the people of God didn't even have to, to go to the battlefield, that the Lord went ahead of them and he, uh, he accomplished victory for them? They didn't have to raise their sword. They just showed up to the battlefield and all their enemies were laid out and taken care of. God still does that today. You're praying about that situation. You're praying about breakthrough. Trust in him. Believe in him. He'll personally go ahead for you on your behalf and deal with the situation if we would trust in him. And what does this do to us, church? We're able to, again, yeah, we're able to enjoy our day. No one wants to get up and be on a bummer from the, from the beginning of the morning because you think, oh, man, I got to go through this thing. I got to face my boss. I got to face this situation. Give it into the hands of Jesus. The Bible says he'll go before you, he'll deal with it. In faith, give it to him. And if he wants you to walk through that trial, he's going to be there right with you. It's a win-win situation, church. Go for it. Do it. Wake up in the morning with a new expectation of faith and gratitude and love to Christ because you know that he's working it out for you. You don't have to get up and be afraid of what tomorrow is going to bring. Commit the day to the Lord. Commit your ways to him. And he's going to guide you. He's going to direct you. And he's going to deal with it. He'll give you victory and keeping. God's word is good. God's word is full of promises. In church, if we understand this and we know this, we have to hide God's word in our hearts, in our spirits. We have to commit our ways to this. And if you would say... and. Don't give in to the excuse that, you know what, I have trouble memorizing things. Brother, sister, you can remember that oldie from 20, 30 years ago. And when it comes on, you might be able to follow each word for word, right? Don't sell yourself short that you can't remember things, that you can't memorize things. It's just what do you give yourself to? I mean, I see it in my children, right? A, a certain cartoon turns on or a certain movie or whatever, and they are just repeating those lines. Why? Because they're sponges. Because we're built to memorize things. We're built to understand things and know things. But what are we giving ourselves to? Let it be to the Word of God. Memorize these scriptures. Listen to what David said in Psalm 119, verse 11. He says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Man, isn't that a good scripture tonight? I've hidden your word in my heart. Believer, hide his word in your heart. You know, he didn't say that I have the, the printed word of God in my back pocket and it's always there when I need it. No. He says, I've hidden your word in my heart. What does that tell us? That he's, he's committed it to memory. 
Commit the scriptures to memory. Make an effort to memorize it. Make an effort to memorize a new scripture this week. And I'll tell you what, that'll be a well that the Holy Spirit can draw out of when you're in that time of temptation and trial, when you're in a time of decision. If you, you and I commit those, the, the, the scripture to memory, to our spirit, the Holy Spirit has that well to draw off of. And it's going to bring to remembrance the things that you've learned, the things that are hidden away in your memory banks, in your hearts. At the moment of truth, the Holy Spirit will bring it out. Memorize it. In Psalms, 30 verse, uh, 37, Psalms chapter 37, verse 30 and 31, the Bible says the godly offer counsel. They teach right from wrong. In verse 31, they have made God's law their own, so they will never slip from his path. Make God's law your own. Let it be the constitution of your life. Let it be your, your roadmap for your career, for your job, for your workplace, for your project, for your relationship, for your marriage, for your friendships, for, for, for being a parent, for being a son or being a daughter. Let God's law direct you, and you will never slip from his path. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 10, there, there are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. There's so many voices traveling through the air. We have to, we have to listen to God's word. We got to take in his word. You turn on the news, there's voices coming out at you. You go online, you read the news online, there are voices coming out at you to try to, to try to cause you to feel anxious and fearful and worry about this or that. Let's run to God's word. Let's listen to what his word says about us. There are so many opinions out there that declare things over your life. If you don't drive this certain type of car while well, you are this type of person, if you don't have these types of clothes while well, you haven't attained, if you don't live here or there, you don't have that certain amount of money in the bank, you haven't attained, the word will tell you. But believe God's word. Believe his word. We've heard the term that you are what you eat. Well, this applies to the kingdom of God. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It also says out of the heart flows the issues of life. So let us not be so surprised sometimes when we're going through this thing and that thing and we look at the amount of intake of things other than the word of God in our life. Take in the word of God. First and foremost, take in the word of God. Hide his word in your heart. Pray according to the word of God. In John 15, 7, Jesus says, But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask anything for anything you want, and it will be granted. In 1 John 5, 14, and this is a confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. According to his will. Where do we learn the will of God? It's in the word of God. You want to learn to take your prayers to the next level? Learn the Word of God a little bit more. Learn to pray according to the Word of God. You want your prayers answered? I want my prayers answered. Pray according to God's will. And this is the promise that we have, church. This is a confidence, it says here, that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. How are you going to know the will of God without reading the Word of God? 
Keep God's word in your heart. Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart. I mentioned this above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And lastly, as the worship team makes their way up tonight, we're visual people. We're visual people. And things that we see with regularity, they're going to become ingrained in our minds, in our hearts, in our spirits. So there's a physical aspect here. I mean, it's all spiritual. The Word of God is spiritual and how it changes us is spiritual. But there's some practical aspects that you and I can take to help increase our intake of the Word of God. That we could make a decision in an effort to have the Word of God visually around us. Visually. Physically. At your home, perhaps there at work, on your desk, or in your walls, everywhere. Scripture, to have it tied to you, to have it tied to your spirit, so that where you go, you could see the Word of God and you could memorize these things. Post-its are a wonderful invention. Use them for the Word of God. Put them in your car. Put them around your house. Buy scriptures, uh, frames with scriptures. Put around your walls so that you always have the Word of God in your mind and in your spirit. And this is biblical, church. Listen to what the Bible says in Deuteronomy 6, chapter, five, uh, chapter 6, verse 5 through 9. It says, And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. The Bible says, commit yourselves to it. Okay, Verse 7, Repeat them again and again to your children. I said, your, our children, they're sponges. Share the word of God with them. They're going to they're gonna take it in. They're going to be blessed by it. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road. Who sent in traffic today, right? Talk about them. Take it in. Discuss it. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road. When you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. You might think that this is way out of left field, but God values his word so much that he was telling his children here, have it around you, have it on you. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. What is the word of God telling us? Have it around you, all around you, visually. And whatever that means for you, just somewhere to where you could always... Have the Word of God around you. Read His Word. Pick up His Word. Listen to His Word. What kind of music are you taking? And what, what is the music that you listen to? What is it talking about? What is it driving you and I to do? Where is it taking us mentally? The conversations we have with one another. I know there's the day-to-day -day conversations and, and the things that we go through. And, you know, I know there's a place for that. What about fellowship, true fellowship, divine fellowship, where there's an impartation in that relationship where you share what God's doing in your life and they share what God's doing in their life and you're both edified, you're strengthened. I'll tell you what, there's enough downers that we, that we experience throughout the day, right? Whether it be at, at, at around your day-to-day -day life or... or at work or, you know, wherever you go, we, we deal with enough of that. Or, or even when it comes to our inner dialogue, sometimes we're real hard on ourselves, right? But where is the divine fellowship? And the true sense of that word means, yeah, breaking bread, but there's an impartation, there's a sharing in our relationships. This year, 
Let's take steps to edify one another through the word of God, through what God's doing in you, to give him all the honor and glory. A spiritual impartation through the word of God. Tie them on your hands, wear them on your forehead as reminders, write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. The word of God, church, is so powerful. God's word is good. God's word is full of promises. And church, you and I, we have to hide the word of God in our hearts. In a world that is filled with so much bad news, we don't have to look far for the good news. And it's right here in the word of God. So this month, this next year, let's make a commitment to the Lord, a decision to pick up his word more than we've done ever before. And I'll tell you what, and I believe, I really believe this with all my heart, the breakthrough that we've been seeking after, the change that we've been wanting to take place in our life, the, the character issues, the personality issues that we've been struggling with. The Bible says that God's word is alive, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing soul and spirit, understanding the thoughts and the intents of the heart. It changes us. And I think back in my life, before I even stepped foot in church, part of my testimony, this is what happened to me. I picked up the Word of God. I picked it up and I believed in it. And I believed that God was going to speak to me. And I didn't understand. There's so much I didn't understand. But I picked up the Word of God. And I'll tell you what, God began to convict me. The Holy Spirit began to convict me. I think sometimes we have a certain plan in place where we think about how people that we love or our loved ones are going to come to know Christ, right? I'll tell you, this was before I made an altar call. I even knew what an altar call was. It's before I started going to church. I may have been in church one time in my life, but I picked up the Word of God there in my home, 14 years old, a teenager. God began to convict me. And I, I mean, we know what conviction is, right? That you know that God is speaking to you and only you about a situation, about things in your life. That's what the Word of God did, did to me. And I knew from that moment, the Word of God is alive, man. It's able to change. It's able to save. It's able to redirect. It's able to change the course of one's life. And that's how it started for me. It started with the Word of God. And Jesus is the Word of God. He loved me. He was reaching out this year, church, let's commit our lives, commit ourselves to digging into the Word of God, to learning it, to eat it, to understand it, to memorize it, to take it in so that our lives can be changed. And with that, we're going to be encouraged and we're going to be able to face each and every day with a new desire, with a new expectancy. God, what are you going to do in my life today? I'm looking forward to it, whatever it is. Why? Because I believe you at Thank you, Jesus. You received that this evening, church? Praise God. Let's give God praise in this place. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, God, for your calling, God. We thank you for what you're doing tonight. Holy Spirit, we thank you for moving in our lives. With every head bowed and every eye closed tonight, church.